Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Churros Tacticas podcast. This is your host, Keon Subani. We are here on Monday after we took Friday off to eat some Easter eggs. And the only reason I'm doing the intro is because we are recording this before Barcelona beat Valladolid tonight. So even though we know that's going to happen, we can't really time travel right now and, uh, and let Diego do the intro. So... Um, joining me on the I-Liga edition of the Churros y Tacticas podcast in what has now become a very fierce, intensified rivalry between Diego and I, now that we both think we have a chance at winning this league title. Diego Lodin is here. Diego, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Thank you. Um, let me just make sure the rest of the household knows that I am recording Churros y Tacticas and that silence would be appreciated and is in order in the Lorraine household thank you doors are closed uh <laughs> and uh good man hey i liga podcast i like it and uh, that's a good name for this one because um it's exactly right man uh I, I, you talked about me doing the intro in the case if we are to beat or if we were to beat by the elite uh tonight that's a, i think a tall order against uh one of those kind of teams that uh i mean a, a tall order meaning take it for granted and 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 i think you would have done the intro either way because real madrid from what i've been reading at least against Heibar, and i mentioned i didn't watch that game you've got more reason to be sticking your chest out at the moment at me because from what i'm reading you're going to win the league and you're going to win the champions league so um i'm i'm i mean i'm i'm scared i'm scared because we got the classical uh this upcoming weekend as well of course and uh so i mean I, i'm just ready for the madrid takeover and you doing the churros intros from here on in well we'll see um i admire your effort to out jinx me but it will never happen my friend i am jinx master so let's bring forward to Barcelona's classical victory to the Friday show and the Monday show next week. We're not going to talk about that right now. Um, well, why? So why do you? Because like, listen, Barcelona are looking great, are they not? Like we can yes. we're going to talk about upcoming schedules in a second here, but yeah, um, they are they are playing well. 
it basically started when yeah. Laporta got elected and you guys beat PSG and, and we're still balanced. You guys handed it to Sevilla and Copa and La Liga and you guys are on a good run. So what's, uh, what is it that you're worried about? Oh, you guys tied well, I, PSG? You, gotta, you have to rewind that a little bit further back because we've been playing. This Barca has been increasingly getting better with um, the passing of, of time, <laughs> the passing of 2021. In fact, what's interesting um, is that Ronald Koeman started with the, the, the three-man defense against Bayern at the end of December, a match that we, of course, won uh, 3-0. But, I mean, 2021, I think that change in formation with three in the back, um, you know, whether it's a, a 3-5-2, a 3-6-1, some say, um, that has certainly, you know, allowed this progress and change in style and also, in, in, I think, in, in for the benefit of the team and then the results as well, of course. I mean, Kuman has been, his team has been unstoppable in La Liga so far this season, uh, this year, I should say. And, uh, you know, there we are. We are play, on top of that also playing good. So the results are go, going our way, but the, 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 the style of play is also good and, and, and something we identify with. So yes, to answer your question, we have reason to be optimistic, but so does Real Madrid. And I think um, that is what is making this title race so interesting. And why also I wanted to go over with you, the, you know, now that there are nine games, 10 in the case of Barca, 10 games left, nine games in the case of Valencia. And Real Madrid, Aleti continuing to slip points um, to let points get away. Important points, I think, against Sevilla. It's one of those teams that you have marked in your calendar as, as uh, again, uh, your famous uh, words here, Kian, and banana peel, potential banana peel. And and in, in the case of Sevilla at home in the Pijuan, it always is. Um, so you can you know take that into account as a place where you're going to drop points. And now they have, and they're in a very you know. Uh, dangerous position and precar- precarious uh, position where they are actually close, not just closer than ever of letting the title uh, slip away. But the fact is, is that Barca right now is the only team that mathematically have got, or, or, or I mean, not just mathematically, they've got the chance to decide to become the La Liga champions. Uh, they got that fate in their own hands, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, if, of course, mm, we manage to beat, uh, win all our games, or is it, I think it's seven seven out of this next 10 games, the Clásico, and, and, and of course, we're facing Aneti as well. Seven of the next 10? I believe so, but let's go through it. That's why I wanted to go through it, to, to double uh, check that, to make sure that it is actually accurate. Well, this whole idea of like, you have your fate in your hands. I feel like that is such a overrated thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like anytime any team has ever had their fate in their hands, it just never really works out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously you're in control theoretically, mathematically, all that stuff, but this is La Liga. Like there's just like no quote unquote easy games. There's so many different variables thrown at you. Atletico were in control at some point. Ram Joe were in control like after a week, maybe, I don't know, one or two. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. But like everyone is like always in control of their own fate. And it changes from week to week or month to month. It doesn't really matter too much to me, like who's in control of their fate. Barcelona can lose that control instantly if they lose Clasico. Um, and Atletico maybe go on a, on a little run here. I don't know. This It's very funny and maybe even sad to see what ha- is happening to Atletico right now. They just look a little yeah, bit jaded. They don't look very confident. They look really bad against Chelsea in the second leg and, and the first leg, really. I mean, they just, Chelsea were the better team. Um, Saul, who has been such an important player in the past, looks a little bit lost. Something's wrong with him. 
you, you can go back to the Sevilla game last game. And there were other problems too, like Marcos Llorente is just not playing well right now. He's been in a bit of a funk. They also are missing him. This is a this is a huge thing. We're about to talk about upcoming schedule. They're missing him and Jao Felix. I forget who the third person they're missing against Betis next week um, at the Benito Villa Marin. So they're they're struggling there. Luis Suarez is funny because you you and I have talked a lot about him leaving Barcelona and what it's like for Atletico. What a huge signing it was for Atletico, and the numbers don't lie. He's been awesome. We, I remember us talking also last season when, or last summer when the signing was made that like, you know, we're so used to seeing Luis Suarez in a scheme that is possession-based where he gets a lot of chances, a lot of the ball. And Atletico don't yeah. necessarily have that. Now they've been more attacking-minded this season, especially earlier on. But the game against Sevilla is like, you kind of see what happens when he can't get involved in that kind of scheme. Like he's yeah. been good in games past where he can version. pop up one or two times a game. But then yesterday he yeah. was completely isolated against Sevilla and just didn't get involved at all. So they have like real concerns. And um, do you, so do you think like given your prediction of the Atletico, we're going to become champions. Do you have to, do you feel uh, so much pride in that, that you have to stick with that no matter what until yeah. the very end or how do you, do you, when is it okay, ethically acceptable to change your opinion on that? Yeah, um, man, the, the sun is really getting in my eyes as well. Can, can, do you mind if I just put down the blinds one second? I have to drop the. But this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm squinting. Like, look at me. Yeah, got do what you got to do. Fifty years. Go do it. Go do it. Thank you. Go do it. This is the ultimate churros experience. And now I'm just staring at uh, Diego's uh, back wall and decor while he gets up and does the curtains. Um, Oh, that was quick. I thought I was about yeah, to no, crack I into some sand. I mean, it was driving me nuts. Okay. Um, look, I think that in we're, we're seeing right now the frustrated Luis Suarez. And, and we all have known, I mean, as Kules have seen him on that on a regular basis as well with Barca. And I think Aleti as a whole are... Um, it's... Uh, I think, you know, do I have to stick with it and do I not? From one side, I think I should stick with it because mathematically I continue to, or I was saying that it was something that was, despite it's still possible at that point in time. And I started calling this around, you know, December. Um, it had never been done. I think Barca were 17 points behind at the time and a comeback from 17 points to win the La Liga had never been done in the past so therefore that statistic you know made me full believer in that no other team was gonna beat them uh and it, you know especially by judging how bad Real Madrid and Barca were playing at the time now tables have turned around Aleti has dropped points Real Madrid has stepped up and Barca has stepped up uh tremendously as well um playing good football in the case of Barca uh, we only have La Liga to focus on, really. Of course, there's still the Copa uh, final match that we need to play. But um, really, we don't have an excuse that the calendar is is against us or, you know, that we don't have enough days uh, or to rest or to prepare for the matches, etc. So, you know, all of those things and the fact that I am rooting for Barca want me to believe and say that yeah, you know, yeah, I, I do believe that Barca still have a chance, of course, in, in becoming La Liga champions. I believe if we 
come off of a strong performance tonight against Valladolid, uh, where we see intensity, where we see, you know, a belief, a want, a hunger in this team to fight for the Liga and a convincing match at that against Valladolid. And then we move into the Clásico. Who knows what's going to happen between Liverpool and Real Madrid? You know, Real Madrid right now are good. They're in, in good form as well. They're probably peaking at this point in the season. Uh, they've been playing bad football season, but grinding out the results. And here they are, you know, they're in the chance, they're with a chance in the Champions League. So that is something that, of course, will demand rotations, will demand extra energy and, and focus as well. Um, uh, so that that is an advantage for Barca. I would love it if we could beat Real Madrid in the Clásico and, ha you know, depend on ourselves. I think, you know, I kind of disagree with what you were saying earlier. I think having the advantage of, of, of depending on yourself uh, gives you a little bit more of a push and a motivation when you approach these kind of matches like a Valladolid where, you know, you just need, you need to get the points. These are the matches where leagues are won, uh, you know, and Barca have shown earlier this season against your Cadiz, against, um, you know, your Alaves, uh, teams of that nature, of that, that kind of mid to lower tier uh, La Liga teams to drop points easily. And that is what made this season so interesting and so irregular and unpredictable is because these are the teams where, you know, yeah, anyway, points are dropped. My point being, if we can leave Real Madrid behind after winning the Clásico and just have La Liga to focus on after the Copa, which is next weekend, um, we can make life very uncomfortable for Atletico. However, Atletico is still first. Atletico still... Uh, well, we're going to go through the calendar. I think we need to do that now because Atletico might be the team, I think, from looking at it quickly, that have the toughest calendar of all. Um, I think Barca are in second, and I think Real Madrid, actually, La Liga calendar plays in their favor. However, you have the Champions League. Yes. Uh, so this is, you make a lot of interesting points. And I think, so here's, before we get into the schedule things, well, we're going to get into it now, but I, I think I would just like to go on the record and, and come up with something here. Bold prediction, save your receipts, come back to me if I'm wrong. Okay. I think Atletico is out of the title race. Like I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm out on Atleti. I'm out. I'm taking a 180 on them. Okay. Amazing. I, I think, you know, Now everyone will come back and say, well, that's disrespectful. Mathematically, there's obviously still there. I get it. We'll not dispute that. I just think from a mental perspective, I think this is Barcelona and Real Madrid will go down to the wire. I think that right. Clasico is going to be incredible. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be the best Clasico in a long time just because of what's at stake and yeah. also because both teams are in form. I don't really remember the last time that happened. That's and it. It's the best time for the Clasico to happen. The best. It's a good time. Um, and Let's hope nobody picks up yellow cards or injuries over these next two matches. Messi well, it's York already a little bit defanged because Ramos is injured, unfortunately. But, you know. Okay. Um, all right. So, all right. it is interesting. Isn't it funny, too, that we've all, you know, we're, we both found this new system of 3-5-2. Yeah. When was the last yeah. time Barcelona Real Madrid in the Classical went 3-5-2 <laughs> versus 3-5-2? I mean, I'm not sure if both teams will play <laughs> that way on next, next weekend, but we'll see. Right. Okay, so let's talk about upcoming schedule. So you rightfully pointed right. out that Atletico do have the toughest schedule. Starting with Real Betis on Sunday, where they are going to Benito Villamarín without key players. Um, they play Eibar and Huesca. Then they got to go to San Mamés. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. So, one second. Let me interject real quick. Keon. Interject. What I would like to do is... 
actually write out where you see wins, draws, or losses for each team. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, wow. Okay. So Let's go into detail then. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to do it like that. If, so if you don't mind. Uh, so, again. So right now, what we're doing here essentially is basically simulating the rest of the league. Correct. Okay. That's exactly what we're doing. All right. So we want to start with Atletico first. Okay. Let's start with Barca by Italy tonight. Okay. So W W W W. Okay. Go. Then next week, next match day. Real Madrid. Next Saturday. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with three hundred W there. You you think you're gonna win the classico? Yeah. Mm. All right. So wait. Maridista thinks his team is gonna win. News at seven, baby. Well, you 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 said you're the jinx king. I thought you were gonna do some sort of jinx magic here. That's true. Um, so when Madrid for Kian. So after that, for Barca, by the way, you I think you're correct 100 when you say Atletico have the toughest, Barcelona have the second toughest, and Real Madrid have the easiest on paper. Anyway, obviously it doesn't always work out that way, but on paper that's true. Um, you're gonna then you host Getafe, which is a W. Okay. Away to Villarreal, I'm gonna say that's a Barca loss. So you're so so are we do are we doing Barca first all the way down? Yeah, let's go all the way down Barca first. Okay, okay. Uh, so again, I'm I'm on match day. So the second to last was a win for Barca. And now go. Villarreal loss. Villarreal loss. Okay. So we're dropping three points. Granada win. Granada win. Valencia away from home. Uh, a, a win. Okay. Atletico. After that, a win. Okay. Barca away to Levante. A win. Okay. Barca at home to Salta. A draw. Okay. And Barca away to a bar a win. Does that give me enough points? With me? For Real Madrid to win the league? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, well, let's see. I don't know, man. Let's see. You got, we got to do Real Madrid now. All right. Real Madrid. <clears throat> Hold on a second, man. You're going too fast for me, son. I don't know, man. This is a, this is a podcast. It's like, it's I not know, a lecture. We, we, we can't gotta... sit through this. So, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. So plus three. So Barca, classical. classical win. Getafe away from home, a win. Yeah. Can I just speed speed this speed. process Go up? Speed now. I got this. I got this system. Go. Okay. We win every single game, and then we uh-huh. drop points on the very last match day to Villarreal at home. So a draw there. Oh, a draw. So not a loss. So plus one, and this will be a plus three. Okay. I think with that. Does that give me enough? If that doesn't give me enough, then I succumb. I've, I've, I've accepted defeat in La Liga. Uh, I think it does give you enough because uh, you had Barca losing the Clásico and Barca losing um, two match days later, which was what? Against? 
Getafe had you guys winning that no, one. No, no, no. Sorry, the the other one, the foot against Villarreal. Villarreal, I said loss. Yeah. Right. So, with that, you would have one more. Yeah, you would have more points. But how many do you need? Uh, this is. I'm already regretting fucking taking responsibility for. I, 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 yeah. I. There's no way I was gonna accept doing this on my end. I, like, if you're gonna volunteer to do this, that's that's fine. But I'm not gonna uh, do it. This is annoying. Uh, all right, I'm just gonna count the points up. That's what I'll do. All right, are we just ignoring Atletico schedule? We're just gonna say like, <laughs> you guys I mean, are done. I, I guess right. I mean, neither at this point, neither you or nor I want or kind of believe. I guess that Atletico will win. In your case, you're you're you know the descartas. You already uh, ruled them out of the race. Well, like I think it. they they have at least to me they have at least three more losses coming up. Possibly see, more. Let me see. Which ones? Which ones would those be? Barca. I think they lose to Real Sociedad. And then the other ones can come either at San Mames against Athletic or next week against Real Betis. Yeah, San Mames is one uh, yeah. circle as well. Um, see, I don't know if you guys get all the points against Betis. I think that is a draw. I think okay. Atletico can you know lose points against Betis as well. Um Sorry, no, but then hold on. So how do I do this now? Do I go through it like and and then just can you please take note of my points? Again, I'm regretting having done this. <laughs> this is this is getting so you you also want to go through this right now? now. You want to go uh, through this too? It. Whatever. You think Real Madrid is gonna win? I think Barca is gonna win. I think um, that's a more concise way to do it, so that people listening to this podcast don't just tear their tear their ears out. All right. I think nope. Barca, I think we're we're gonna win the Clásico, and uh, Villarreal is a tough one. We could potentially drop two points there. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll lose, but it's away in La Cerámica. Well, um, Getafe is a tough one as well. I mean, but like I was saying, I think we have the second toughest schedule. We have Valencia as well. We still have Granada. Um, so out of but I gotta have faith. I gotta have faith that this Barca is able to continue, you know, performing and playing football the way they have been. Um, I think Real Madrid. You guys will face Villarreal on the last match day. That is a definitely a p- potential banana peel. You know, if the league has to offer grabs there, you have a little club away. That is a big one, too. So two big back-to-backs. Who knows where you'll be in the Champions League by then as well, if you're still in it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're facing Sevilla at home. Which, yep. which is usually a routine for us. It is. It is a yeah. routine. That is the annoying thing. You got Granada away, which is not easy. You have you also face Getafe, and you face um, Osasuna should be a win. I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of getting hopeful now that I'm going through Real Madrid's schedule again. Where before I was kind of like, ah, that's a W, that's a W, that's a W. Now I'm <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm seeing banana peels for you. That's I'm, fair. So I think that you and I are basically this is why why Churros from now on, from this point on. At like at, now that we're done this scheduling nonsense from this point on is going to be lit basically because you and I are just going to go through toe to toe game to game 
probably taking turns doing the intro. Yeah. And then, I, I, so do you think then it's, I mean, it doesn't always work this way, but do, would you say that the winner of the Classico is going to be the winner of La Liga? In some essence, I think that's going to be true. They'll have moral victory. More, they have the moral momentum. They'll have just, they'll, they'll have mathematical momentum, everything. Like it just, they're going to, I think they're going to ride the wave. I mean, a win for Barca will hurt Real Madrid way more than, you know, a win for Real Madrid would hurt Barca. Because you guys will be, you know, back. What is it? Five points or so. Yeah. <clears throat> um, if if Real Madrid beat Barca next weekend, we have to. There's a couple things to consider. I mean, even if they don't win, but if they win, it, it you know, either way, if they draw, it kind of will hold hold the same truth. But let's assume you guys beat Valladolid tonight. You'll be on sixty five points, and you'll be two points ahead of Real Madrid. If Real Madrid win that game, then they're they're in control. If they if they draw that game, then we'll still only be two points apart, but Real Madrid will hold the tiebreaker. So if you guys slip one more time that season, this season, and Real Madrid pounds, then uh and then we end up in a situation where we're tied on points, then that's actually, yeah. you know, we're in we're in control there because we have the tiebreaker. Uh, uh, uh. So and it'll be interesting. That, That's huh? why this whole thing of like we're in control is so fragile to me. The other, I wanted to also make another point here. Real Madrid under Zidane traditionally is a springtime team. Uh, so whatever it is, the aura or whatever, I have more confidence now that Real Madrid won't drop points than I was like in the fall. And that's just the way it's been. I just feel like this, the 11 finals, the 15 finals, whatever finals are left, nonsense that everyone is up in arms about. In a way, it's a. Uh, I I actually have confidence that they'll treat it that way, and they'll actually be able to grind out all the W's they they need to grind out. So you know, delusional, optimistic Real Madrid fan over here. Uh, well, I'll mean, take so that much corner for your jinxing as well. Uh, like I've never seen you so confident in the uh, three four years that we've been recording this podcast. Like I said, it looks like Real Madrid will be the one winning the doublet in the end because the Champions League is a wrap. And Champions League rap, we determined that La Liga's as well. Um, I like your, I like this uh, very optimistic and, and and almost cocky. I would say, Kian. Um, I mean, for good reason. I, I, you know, Real Madrid much better, and you know when they blossom, and if it is during springtime, when Mother Nature, you know, grants life upon all of its creatures, uh, and that's when Real Madrid blossoms into that perfect functioning oiled machine uh, of which Zizou is the brain then you know so be it I think there's still plenty um, I think I want to think that there's still plenty of danger up ahead for Real Madrid and we've seen them play very unconvincing football all season I would be very surprised if all of a sudden uh, you know all let's say I'm not even believing what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I'm not even. I'm trying to make a case against Real Madrid, and I, I and I was gonna say, and I would like to see a scenario play out where all the fact, all the factors, um, you know, play in favor for Real Madrid. I don't think that's gonna happen. And and luckily, I just bit my tongue because, I mean, I we saw it last season. You know, coming out of the COVID break, everything just went Real Madrid's way, and uh, you ended up winning the title, the league title. So you know it. it Obviously, it could happen. Uh, let's just cross our fingers that it doesn't. So I should point out that 
based on pure logic and not emotion, I'm I'm way out of depth here trying to trying to say that Riamju will win the league. If you if you weigh into this stuff and it matters to you, I just checked the betting odds, and by far Barcelona are the favorites now, and Real Madrid are third most likely to win the, the league title. So based on logic or whatever algorithm they use and the standings and all that and the games in hand that Barca have, which will be played tonight, then Real Madrid are not the favorite to win this this tournament. Um, I also just think that the case for Real Madrid is that, and again, I think all a lot of this will come down to who wins Clasico. The case for Real Madrid to win the Clasico, which is, you know, that's kind of like the 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 baby step to the league title because you have to win the Clasico. You're not going to lose Clasico win the league title. That, that's almost like I'm convinced of that. You know, it's possible, but it's it's going to be very unlikely. So the first baby step to winning the Clasico, the case for that is that, you know, this is probably the best two-way team that Barcelona have faced in a long time. And I'm thinking like all these, these, these games that Barcelona have won, um, and they played really good football, starting with the PSG game, um, but obviously accumulating and and really you guys destroyed Real Sociedad and played some fantastic football. Real Madrid's defensive shape is way better than all those teams, and they have the ability to counterattack. And they just love they they just wait for teams like Barca to come along so that they can have some space to work with. That's I think that's the first hurdle. I think if they can win the Clasico, then uh, I'd be pretty. Like if, if, again, I don't encourage betting. I really don't. I, I think it's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Don't bet or gamble. But if you have to gamble and you want Real Madrid to win the league title, place your bets now. Because if you if they beat Barca in the Classico and you want to place your bets then, then it's too late. You're, you've lost your odds. So um, take the take the gambling, money, gambling companies out of business and, and place your bets on Real Madrid now is the way I would do it. Um. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet for Real Madrid. I. I, I listen. I do. I, I. see too many banana peels in the way. I think Real Madrid will slip up on on and drop more points on occasions where you might not even expect it. It might you know come in the form of Cadiz, um, or it might come in the form of Football Club Barcelona. I. I. You know it's it's Getafe as well. Even though that's a friendly team, you st- there's still plenty of danger out there. And I think if anything, you know the bets putting Barca as favorite. I think with the permission of Atletico de Madrid, who because of their schedule and because of their current form, I think have dropped in, in, in their favoritism in the, in, in for to, to win La Liga. Um, I do. I, I see Barca with, you know, a better shot than any of those three to uh, run away with La Liga, especially now if we manage to beat Valladolid tonight, you know, that, that depending on self factor, I think counts heavy for them. Uh, and, and, yeah, we'll see. It's uh, what ex- excuse me for the running. I, I don't know if you're hearing me blow my nose. So like, uh, I don't think we heard you. We kind of saw you off camera, just duck duck under and and do something. Right. So, right. um, do you want to shift gears for a second here? Well, I think yeah, we need to discuss a little something that goes beyond the pitch of football, if I'm uh, not mistaken. So the Diahabi incident yesterday in. Valencia's 2-1 loss to Cadiz, which really the scoreline is, is, is a secondary issue here to a more important issue. And that was um, that during that game, as we've all probably seen by now, um, Cadiz, is, Cadiz is Kala, who, from what I've heard and read from other pundits, from and this is things that have been backdated, but also refer, resurfaced lately after this incident, um, 
has a track record of just not being such a good person and nice person uh, with his words and actions. So I, I, so maybe that's, maybe that's a, something different to discuss altogether, but specifically with this incident, um, there is now video evidence. I don't know if you've seen this cause this was like no. pretty recent, like right before we hit record, actually, I had seen the, the video surface of there's I'm from the English broadcast. You can actually okay. hear what he says in Spanish. And oh, I won't, that's what I, I was going to ask. Yeah. I won't repeat it obviously, but you know, you can, you can imagine what it was and you can read it. But um, uh, Kala after the game said, said that, you know, we should be presumed innocent until guilty or something to that effect. Yeah. And this is, I mean, if now that there's evidence of this, it's uh, I don't know why he's doubled down on, on this idea that he's innocent when he should know better. I mean, he should know better from the first place. There's no excusing anything he said or did. And especially now like he just came out and also lied about it is, um, is, is, is that for sure? Like, I mean, so what he said is that video confirms it. Cause I saw the video of shot from the back where the moment happens and you see the Akavi, you know, chase Cal, uh, Cala down. And, you know, they have their scuffle, but you didn't hear what was being said. So that you're saying that that video does confirm that. Yeah. On the English broadcast, there's a there's a moment of law where the commentator is not talking. You can hear him say it clearly. Uh, and it's exactly what Diahabi said that was said to him. And uh, so, yeah, you know what I don't get about this? Is obviously, I mean, first of all, uh, denounce here from Churros Tacticas. Obviously, we denounce racism in all shapes and forms, xenophobia, and all types of hatred and in all kinds of forms. Um, and what sorry, was did you see my text? Yes, please. Sorry, uh, my wife's coming to the rescue because my computer is about one minute, two minutes away from turning off. Um, Amazing. Thank you so much. So while Diego kind of plugs his laptop in, I just wanted to chime in on a couple of things here. Uh, I, I think like th there's this whole debate on whether or not Valencia players leave, like should have left the pitch or should have returned and all this. And also just the, uh, the discourse and dialogue as a whole over, over a, a long period of time of, well, should should players walk off the pitch at all? Like, what will that accomplish? I, I actually think it accomplishes a lot, even even though they return, which I don't think they should have in the sense that, I mean, Diahabi had told his teammates, like, go back out. Um, there were reports that the referee came out and said, um, look, if you don't return, you, there's consequences in the points. I don't think anyone should be even thinking about points lost in that situation. And if I'm Valencia, for example, and I don't come back on the field, I lose three points, Trust me, like the aftermath, there's no way La Liga can go through with that. There's not a chance they can with the amount of social pressure that will be on them. There's no way they could they could stand behind that. So I don't think they should even be thinking about that points in the situation. But I just wanted to say, like, the, for people who think that players walking up the field does not make an impact, just look at the impact that it had. It had a huge impact in, in making sure this goes viral, that awareness is raised. That we are not we are not standing for this. The, the look on Kala's face the whole time, like he doesn't have that same look of like just it almost is like he, you could see in his face like what have I done like that kind of thing. Like he doesn't he doesn't feel that kind of remorse if 
if they just don't walk off the page. I, I, it, it sends a message either way. So if you don't think it's making a difference, it is. I, I think it absolutely is. Um, now, whether they should have returned to the field, that's another debate altogether. But I think it absolutely does make an impact of the fact that they did, they did walk off the pitch. And I think that um, I think it puts pressure and raises awareness. So I, I think support for Valencia for supporting the Ahabi in, in walking off with them and Gabriel Paulista for leading that charge. So, yeah, uh, Diego, I know you, I cut you off too while you were plugging you in your laptop, so. No, it's good. It's all good. I, I thought I lost you for a moment there. So if you heard me um, swearing and uttering, because it was right at that moment, my, my screen froze and I thought I lost you. Anyway, um, no, the point that I was going to make, Ian, uh, had more to do with how at least I see on social media and, and, and how people are reacting to this story. And that is kind of what the, the disappoints me the most, the fact that people try to compare uh, now, I don't know who these people are, you know, mainly their avatars and you don't know who's behind uh, the people that write these kinds of comments. But a lot of people compare this to insults. Right. For example, and, and, and mm. I should say most of these comments that I've been reading are from Spanish audiences. So I, I don't want to you know, I don't know how international media and, 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 and I guess so social media society has reacted to this yet but here in spain what i've been reading a lot is kind of like well you know um it's sport and insults get hurled hurled uh, hurled around um you don't hear any players crying when they get called the son of a bitch or when certain features of their you know body like big ears or big nose or whatever they get uh, insulted or emphasized etc and when I read those kind of things, I'm, I, I just, I, I guess I lose faith in, in, in this case, the youth coming up, uh, uh, the, I, I guess kind of the culture uh, maybe here in Spain that has always sort of lingered. It's always felt kind of, um, you know, primitive the way they view outside cultures here um, in Spain. And again, I feel bad because I'm generalizing and I'm generalizing my own people. Uh, but I do feel that they miss the point when they compare being called, um, I'm going to say what he was called, a black son of a bitch. Okay, well, that was reportedly what Kala told Diakabi in Spanish and compare that to being called a son of a bitch or, you know, a piece of shit or a piece of shit or, or you know, dumb, dumbass with big ears or that is not, those are not in the same category. Those are not in the same field. Like those are not in the same league, excuse me. Um, you know, yeah. I think the oppression of, of one people and, and the systematic oppression as well uh, of those people have nothing to do with your everyday sort of insults uh, that might be thrown to each other between races, uh, uh, different kinds of races, etc. And for me, racism and those kind of racist info and insults have just simply no place and should be approached with zero tolerance in the world of sport in particular, if not, you know, in, in, in human society as a whole, of course. Um, and I guess the point, anyway, the point I was just trying to make was that I get disappointed, I get a little disheartened and I lose a faith in a little bit in humanity or the youth these days, uh, when they try to kind of, I guess, oversimplify and, and almost kind of justify a way, uh, in a way, the behavior of, in this case, um, Kala, who thanks to now video evidence, we can effectively say that he did make that, those remarks and that he should be punished and 
you know, uh, not just punish, but uh, he obviously needs some help. Like he needs, he needs to get his views on life and the world readjusted and do so in a proper way, because for anybody in whatever the heat in the moment and whatever nature, I think, uh, yeah, if you have to resort to racism as a way of defeating your opponent or overcoming an obstacle, you're just doing it the wrong way. And it's not the way that, you know, we need to approach uh, com- our competitive nature as, 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 as humans or, or within the, the world of sport. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, in response to those, those Twitter people who, who take that kind of stance, I mean, look, we, we have, we made strides in the last hundred years or so. Sure. Uh, but there's enough racism that exists everywhere, whether it's in my small Canadian town or a bigger Canadian city or, across the globe in any country it exists it's very prevalent it's it's um it's it's incredibly disgusting i don't know how else to put it and it it shows how much further we have to go and you know whatever you think about social media thank thank god for for it in moments like this where it exposes people and it also brings video evidence to the masses and it hopefully retrains everybody and and keeps we keep on educating the next generation a little bit better right um I'm, what i'm, I'm curious to, to know what Gala's going to say tomorrow as well kian he said he's announced the press conference so you know let's see uh, how he's gonna defend himself yeah well i imagine I, I don't know what he could that that's the obviously he the racist thing that he said and um you know, that was the worst thing he said. But I mean, the fact that he also doubled down and lied about it, I don't even know how you can right. begin to justify this. I, I feel like there's, you know, whatever he's going to say, it's not going to, it's not going to cut it. it. But, but I would, I would, um, I, I want to say that it's important now what La Liga does, right? Yeah. Because, uh, w- you know, some, one of us tweeted from the Churrosi Tacticus account today that, um, because once when the video evidence is, was released, La Liga already started to take it down due to copyright infringement. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, let's let's see what they do. Let's, let's, let's see if they're as serious with the actual racist um, issue here, ra- mm. the issue of racism here that's prevalent and there's proof of it. Let's see if they are as strict with that as they are with the copyright infringement. All right. Um, right. I had I had messaged someone at La Liga about this on WhatsApp, and they sent me like, "Here's our statement." It's like La Liga con- condemns racism and all this stuff. And I actually have been I've, I actually planning on calling him later um, and just talking to him about it, just to see what they actually are going to do. But uh, I I really want to see what they do now. This is this is a huge moment for La Liga to see how they react. I want to yeah. see how they react. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, where do you want to go from here? Big game tomorrow. I actually have a meeting starting oh. soon. I don't know how much. What else? Okay. Oh, so there was how, a. How do you feel about the? Yeah, let's talk about it. What 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 is Zizou gonna come out with? Three, three five two. Yeah, I think so. I if I had to guess, you know, there, it actually I think it's fifty fifty what he goes with. It might be it might go with four at the back and might go three at the back. Um, I don't. You know, a lot of people are talking about three five two, and we're almost planning for three five two. But I I don't think it's inconceivable that he goes four three three. And goes with Asensio and and Vinicius. Part of the reason for that is um, that Liverpool play a pretty high line, and if you have a couple of p- pacey wingers to to try to attack them in transition, I think it would work. 
But at the same time, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes with three five two and goes a little bit more conservative because Liverpool are in, are in pretty good form. Their attack is still ridiculous, and I could see it go fifty fifty. To be honest, with with the formations, I, I could see him with go with either one. So it's a a hundred a final of one hundred eighty minutes. As Jesus said today, mm-hmm. you uh, if I mean, how how important is this first game, and do you think it's going to go over two games? I, I mean, it, it's not going to be decided in the first game. Obviously, I don't think I, I I would predict that whatever happens in the first leg, both teams are are in it full, like thick for the second leg. I, so I don't think there's going to be a huge scoreline either way. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at something very very minimal like a nil nil one 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 nil or something like that. That that's yeah. how I see the first leg going. A boring game. I actually think it will be. I think we'll see the ex- the fire Real Madrid down to the ground. But probably possibly suits both of us. I would I would say that the fireworks won't come until the second leg is my 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 hunch. Um, we had a couple of patron questions. I don't like this. I don't like that Real Madrid is still in the Champions League. Don't worry, my friend. Don't worry. Uh, you know what? If it gives you solace, Liverpool are basically the Real Madrid of England. Shitty in the league. They putting all their all their eggs in the Champions League basket. They have to win it in order to, to qualify for the Champions League. Probably not not for sure, but probably. And um, they've won the Champions League in the past when they haven't been good in the league. This is they are the Real Madrid of England. So the Manchester City fans, the what's the churros tacticas of Spain? It's like the um, what do we call it? The tea and biscuits and kick and run podcast. In, of of England, there's the city Manchester City journalist and the Liverpool journalist, and uh, that's amazing. The city guy is like, man, I don't like this. We're gonna win the league, and no yeah, one's gonna yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. us because because totally. you guys are gonna win the Champions League. It's not fair. It's not fair. Um, I'm sure. The thing is, in England, yeah. they they value the the Premier the Premier League more. They, that's they only because the they don't win the Champions the, League. The Champions League. Yeah. What? That's only because they don't win the Champions League. Once they start winning no, the Champions League do. more. I'm telling you, man, I've lived there for seven years. They value the Premier, Premier League over the Champions League, I swear. Um, that's not to say, obviously, the Champions League is not a big trophy or, or, or like a small second. But they value that Premier League, man. That's, you know, that's an English thing. That's their thing. That's football, man. That's, you know. So, I, let's, uh, we have, I'd say we have about three minutes. I think we have to be done in three minutes. Um, so for these next two questions, patreon.com slash uh, tacticas on Friday. If you want access to that, that's going to be the classical preview show, the final trash talk before the ultimate oh, trash yeah. talk on Monday. So Let's get go. access to that on patreon.com slash tacticas. So two patron that's questions. First one is from Elmo. It's so funny. We should have read this at the top of the show, but the question is quick question is Ram just still a contender for the league title. Uh, we already answered that, right? Yeah. Okay. Definitely no. Question Definitely is answered. No. Second one. Oh, a nice, a breath of fresh air. Something outside of classical talk. Brennan Power says, "Should Sevilla bring back Brian Hill? They seem to be quite deep on the wings. Do you send Brian out on loan again, sell him for a good transfer fee while his form is great, or bring him back and give him the playing time he deserves?" Bring him back. Bring him back. Bring him back. What she said. Yeah, yeah, you got to bring that boy back. He, he, you know, he can take over, uh, learn from the old school cats still, the Navases, etc. But now's the time where you, you know, rotate him in and transition uh, that young star into uh, 
to that. I think, I mean, we're, I'm expecting big things from him, man. I mean, he's, he's got so much potential. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're deep on the wings, but they're not deep. Like, I, I think I think they can definitely bring room for him. Like, you know, right now, Lucas Ocampo, Suso, they're getting a lot of playing time. Uh, Munir is a really good impact. What's so that? Much anymore. They called him the penalty specialist. That was like his nickname, but he's proven Who? that. Ocampos. Oh, Ocampos. Um, yeah, he. Uh, thankfully, his his miss yesterday didn't come back to bite them. But you know, Munir is a good impact guy off the bench. They're not that deep though. Beyond that, and uh, I don't like Papa Gomez sometimes plays in the left wing, which is a waste of his talents. Anyway, they they can definitely bring Brian Hill back. And um, I guess Franco Vasquez is the other one, but you know, it's, I, I definitely think they should bring him back at some point and make him an, an important player. Cause he's, he's, I think he is a Sevilla caliber player. Would you agree? I think he's, oh, yeah. he's got the talent too. So he does. I mean, yeah. Mochi must be wanting him back. And you mentioned all of that. Obviously Navas is not his competition. Navas is on the right side, but I would like him Navas just to coach him, I think as well on, mm. uh, what makes what can make him a, a you know even better more of a standout player as a winger or wing back as well. Yeah. Also with Franco Vasquez, uh, he's <laughs> 32 and his contract expires this summer. So I wonder what they do with him too. And he's uh, he's an attacking midfielder who's left footed, and I I do wonder, um, I do wonder what happens to him if if he, if he's potentially one that might make way for somebody like Brian Phil. Right. 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 Uh, okay, Diego, let's wrap it up here. You get some rest. So Feel better for question. Friday. What? No, we I did. You said there was two questions. No, no. The first one was, is Real Madrid still in the title oh, race? Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we established that. Real Madrid, yes. Barca, Jays, Atleti, maybe not so much. So, it's all going to come down to the Clásico, for which we're going to do this preview show on Friday. It's going to be hot. It's going to be good. It's going to be um, full of jinx, full of passion, Full of shit talking and uh, look forward to that key my man beautiful and myself as well and uh we i'm gonna say this on friday but just in case any of you listeners make the incorrect decision not to join us on patreon.com for the friday show i just want to reiterate and say it now for the public record whatever happens in classico the loser will be dignified <laughs> and graceful and not get butt hurt over the other person's intro just well, saying that. Oh, God. Yeah, just saying that right now. All right. Uh, all right. Chat Friday, Diego. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your win t- tomorrow or tonight. And enjoy Real Madrid against Liverpool tomorrow night as well. Right, Take care, my friend. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.